All right, welcome to the Huddle Up, our first episode, and this is uh, John Gildeen and... Uh, Bob Clark. Bob Clark, there he is. Yeah, he's over there. Uh, just want you to all know, be transparent here. You know, Bob is uh, at home, I'm at home, but we have great conversations, we have a great uh, great time of fellowship together when we do get together, but this is causing, uh, making it easy for us to really get together and connect, have conversation, and share it with everybody that listens to Huddle Up. And uh, I appreciate what the effort that Bob has put into this, and uh, and I'm sure he appreciates the effort that that I've done too. And but most importantly, I appreciate what God has done for us in our in our efforts. He's brought us together, and uh, because of Him, we're here, right, Bob? Amen. Yeah. John, I I think it's important for us to kind of share with listeners that uh, you know you and I are both home, um, kind of on a more semi permanent basis. I'm at home um, because I have some neurological and cardiological issues that keep me from working and from driving. And so, you know, our ability to do this podcast uh, enables us to be each at our own home during the day. And I know that you don't drive. And so, um, you know, one of our opportunities to, to give back and to, to share the gospel with others is through this podcast while we're sitting at home where we, where we really can't go anywhere else. So I think that's... Uh, important to share why an additional reason why we do it by phone we're going to have guests come in and talk about their experience and their walk with other men and fellowship with other men and how that's enhanced our relationship with christ and our walk with god just being with other men yeah, it's it's a, lot just... us to, a lot of us to open up and be vulnerable and talk about things that are really going on in our lives and how we lived in the past and how we'd like to see ourselves live in the future and when you share that with other men, you realize you're not alone. Absolutely right, yeah. And, you know, Bob and I have similar backgrounds. Uh, you know, we started off both as, as Catholics. And it's just, uh, to me, uh, being a Catholic to, as a youngster, I was like, uh, oh, yeah, you're going to go to church. You're going to go to private school, uh, to this Catholic school. And it brought up more questions to me, then gave me any answers or clear clearness in my in my walk with God. Um, Bob, you can explain a little bit about you know your little bit of a background if you don't mind. Sure, uh, I was born on the south side of Chicago and uh, in a town called Lansing, and I went to St. Anne's School, um, where I also went to church. And I'm from a family of eight kids, so you know we went to church every Sunday, and we also went to church uh, during school. We had school masses. Uh, that we went to. So there were masses during the week and masses on the weekend. And uh, once I got out of uh, St. Anne's, I went to St. Francis de Sales High School, another Catholic high school. Uh, then I went to Loyola. When I graduated there, I went to Loyola in Chicago, which again is a Jesuit college. So my first 21, 22 years was spent in Catholic schools and going to mass with some frequency. You know, the, and so the, that's kind of a background of where I, you know, where, where what my walk was uh, for the first twenty-two years of my life. Right, it's kind of a, a parallel to where where I was in in a, in a sense because I was, and, and I didn't know this about Bob until just recently. Bob grew up on the south side of Chicago. I grew up in South Chicago and moved to a south side sub a suburb just north of Lansing, Illinois. And it was Calumet City, Illinois. And, and literally, we were living, what, 15 miles apart from each other? 
and yeah. uh, it, it, yeah. was, it was just like, wow, I didn't really know that until just a little while ago. And never knew each other. Yeah, yeah we, we never knew. And of course, you know, you're talking thousands of people, but it was just, uh, you know, I didn't go to the Catholic school when I moved to Calumet City. But from K through five, I was going to a Catholic school, like Bob said, doing a, doing the mass in the morning, and boy, that that, and I'm not saying it a bad thing of what what's going on, but that turned me off so much, and and just being honest, it turned me off to the Catholic Church, sitting in mass every morning. It was like, okay, there's a there's a time for me to sleep. You know, and I'm I'm sorry to say it that way. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm not trying to bash any sure, there's religion. A lot, there's a lot going on in a mass, and the church, you know the pastor or the the priest is very focused on the altar and on on the Eucharist and all different things. And so, it's not a conversational. It's certainly not entertainment. It's it's just kind of it's happening up there, and you're sitting like you say in a pew somewhere. So as a young kid, you're thinking. I don't know what he's doing up there, but I guess we don't have class today, you know, or we're not in class now. So. Right. Well, I remember we used to, I used to bus to, to school. Every once in a while, my parents and my dad would get off of his shift work. Uh, he worked at the mill. And so every, every once in a while, he would get off his shift work, or my mom would get up in the morning and, and drive us to school and drop us off there. Uh, and then we had to go to our, our mass, and we had to go to class. So it was it was a different lifestyle, and that was what I grew up with was being a Catholic, uh, a Catholic in the Catholic Church, you know, infant baptism and and the whole uh, confirmation and uh, yeah, went through catechism, confirmation, yeah, I did all that. Yeah, one of the things, John, that's interesting in my in my experience was that you know, it also gives us as we're going to go through our our discussions, our our testimonies here a little bit about you know, the differences that we learned about um, when we studied the Bible more and uh, looked at more non-denominational church or different denominational churches' approach to uh, faith in Jesus and and being saved and uh, the Holy Spirit and things like that. You know, it it gives me a compare-contrast a little bit, too. So I, I understood it to be this way, and now I've learned it to be a little differently Right. You know, in my belief and my walk. Yeah. And that all came through huddling up with men, which is, again, the purpose of our podcast. So, Right. And I think what we're, what we're going to be bringing to our audience here, uh, we are just in Valparaiso, Indiana, which is northwest Indiana, like, what, 40, 50 miles from Chicago, where we both grew up. And so we've, we've been here. We haven't experienced any other... Uh, well, I guess I haven't experienced any other never, any other terrain or climate or anything. So yeah, uh, it's just like, well, okay, I'm in all San right. Diego. Yeah, I lived in San Diego for my first year of law school, and then I lived in South Carolina for two more years to finish law school. Where my wife and I got married between our first and second year of law school. So okay, I lived in the West for a short time, and then I lived in the Southeast in in uh, Columbia, South Carolina for. A couple years, so I, I've seen some different culture. I would say probably uh, in both of those experiences, I did not go to any church anywhere while I lived in those locations. So we didn't go to a Catholic church, nor did we go to any other denominational church. We were basically unchurched during that period of our our, our life. Right, and it's amazing how I noticed. Uh, I was married when I was oh gosh, 1980. I got married. So I was 22, 21 when I got married, and I realized, you know, after, now 
35 years later, 40 years later now, actually 41 years later, 42 years later, but I just realized that uh, my biggest fault, I guess, would be I'd, we didn't put God in our center of our marriage when we first started. And I think that was a, a critical point in our relationship. We loved each other and we had children together. We had three children, but we just didn't have the, uh, the center focus of our marriage was not God. And Did you get married in the church, John? I did. We got married at the Presbyterian okay. Church. Yeah. Okay. And and that's where I found my, you know, I I found my family in God. You know, God came to the Holy Spirit came to me at the Presbyterian Church. And uh, okay. I was, and I know I, I'm publicly say this, you know, when I was going there for counseling, for marriage counseling, the pastor there, the, the, the pastor there said, well, you know, I really, I don't, I don't um, condone Patty, was her name, getting married to a, a person that's not a Christian. And he said, you know, how would you, how do you feel about being a Christian? I said, you know, and I was, I had been going to her church for a while and I yeah. said, you know, yeah, I'm open to the, that conversation. And so through, through the counseling, the premarital counseling, that's when I became a Christian. And, and one of the things that, and I didn't, I guess maybe I can look back and say, maybe I did it uh, because I just wanted to get married. So I know he won't marry me if I don't become a Christian, and so I just kind of walk through the the uh, I walk through those steps. I guess check had a checklist, but one thing yeah. that stood out to me that he said was, "Doesn't matter what you're feeling. If you sincerely ask Jesus into your heart, it doesn't matter what you feel. That's that's Satan attacking you. What you're feeling." Okay. And it, it resonated with me, and I said, because, you know, I could sit there and say, well, I don't know if I really am, but that's, you know, and, and what is something that we've we've learned lately. Gave you some comfort, yeah. Yeah, it gave me some comfort, but now we've learned lately, d- dead men don't feel anything. And so, yeah. I, you know, I've heard that so many times lately, it's made me realize, yeah, you know what, if I was not a Christian at the time, I would not have felt like I wasn't. So, so two things on that, John. If I could, if I could interrupt just to ask you, um, you know, I would say that Catholics consider themselves to be Christians, you know, in the in the larger denomination or description. But you know, part throughout our broad throughout our podcast, I'm sure there's going to be distinctions made or descriptions that are you know denominational or non-denominational. So you're saying you grew up as a Catholic and now you're becoming a Christian in the Presbyterian Church. So you're making a change in denominations, and you're you're kind of suggesting that the Presbyterian was Christian, where the other was Catholic. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah, because I didn't have that. Uh, I didn't have that basis of being, you know, having Christ in my life when I was at the Catholic Church. It was never taught right. that. I was never taught to. So open we knew up. that Christ died on the cross, right? Right. And we knew that. You know, that communion was supposed to be, you know, transubstantiation was supposed to be the body and blood of Christ, you know, in kind of an actual form through the Mass. But we knew that we were receiving Jesus or his body or blood, you know, as as we attended. But there wasn't a whole lot more about our walk with Jesus beyond that, right? The I mean, we knew that he died for our sins, but the fact that he was part of our daily life or that we were in Christ was something that's not taught in the Catholic Church 
and wasn't known by us as Catholics. No, not in not in the Catholic Church that I grew up in. No. Yeah, and same with mine. Same yeah, with me. relationship was like on the back burner. It wasn't even talked about. It's kind of like Jesus died on the cross, and he, uh, you know, he was uh, ascended into heaven, and he was at the right hand of the Father. Right, and that's where he stayed. And in the Catholic Church, it feels like that's where he stays. You know, we can communicate with him somehow, but he's still up there. He has no part of being indwelling, like the indwelling Holy Spirit, or right. the ability to feel like we're in Christ, which we've learned more since. So, Yeah. And, you know, we've discussed this, how many years did we, did we walk that walk of knowing God, but not knowing Jesus? Yes. And yeah. uh, and there there are certain things in our common uh, and what that we have in common where we met actually is uh, kind of sparked the whole conversations and of of ourselves we you know between ourselves and God our conversations we go yeah you know what I, I I'm numb you know and we can expound on that a little bit if you'd like to Bob and, you know uh, you, sure. you found a very um, very oh eye opening. When you sat down and really evaluated your your walk with Christ, yeah, and, and exactly, John. So, as a Catholic, again, I saw the Old Testament God, the one that was, you know, angry and sent down lightning bolts and told Moses, you know, not to come any closer and those types of things. So, God was somebody that if you broke the Ten Commandments, you were basically offending him. And that was a continuous process. And so I know a lot of Catholics who stopped going to church because there's no, only Jesus kept the Ten Commandments. And so no one can perfectly keep the Ten Commandments. So you can go to confession as many times, you can go daily, you can go monthly, you can go once a year, whatever anyone's practice was. But, you know, the fact was we could never keep the Ten Commandments. And, you know, as we get into the New Testament, we realize you weren't expected to once you become, you know, born again and you're, you're, you, you repent of your sins, you know, then you you basically are justified with Jesus and with God. And so, you know, now we're saints who some, sometimes sin instead of dirty, rotten sinners. And it changes that whole outlook and understanding of who we are. And that, you know, while we're to live a different life and be countercultural and follow the church and follow Jesus' teachings, we're not always in trouble. And we're not always in trouble with God. And that was kind of a big release for me to understand that I could be seen in a different light, which allowed me to see myself in a different light. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. And we didn't, uh, or I didn't, I was never grown up to, I was grown up to fear God in the fear that, like you said, he's yes. going to throw a lightning bolt down on, onto me. We, didn't, we were never taught the love of God and the relationships that we can have with God. We were always taught... Yeah, follow these rules. You got to follow these rules. And I said, oh boy, you know, yeah, it's not an easy act to follow because you can't do it. I I went 40, I went over 40 years as a Catholic and going to church primarily once a week, uh, you know, because I wanted to make sure I was setting a good example for my children and bringing them to hear the word. And so as my kids got a little older and, and, and were out of the house or, you know, teenagers or college age, I stopped going a little bit more and more, and then eventually a friend of mine who I was working with, who's a good friend of mine, Eric Matheson, told me, there's a church across the street from your house. I think you should check it out. It's got great music, and it's just a different environment. And I said, well, you know, I I, I might. And he probably 
you know, encouraged me maybe in the course of a couple months. And so uh, it was called Valparaiso Nazarene Church, or Val- Valponaz. It was a brand-new church uh, addition, and it was directly across from my house. So literally, I, I walked out my door across to the church. I'd never been in it before. I'd seen activity in the parking lot and all, but I'd never been in it. So I started attending Valparaiso Nazarene Church uh, probably 11 or 12 years ago. And at first, my wife, again, we were born and raised Catholic, so she stayed saying, you know, I think we have our kids at Catholic Church, and we say that we are Catholics in order to go there, so how can you just change? I said, I don't know, there's something about that church that is getting me in touch with God in a, in a different walk. And so it was difficult because she was really kind of holding holding to our Catholic uh, faith, which, again, we both had been our whole lives, and she right. was trying to figure out how do you just, how do you just switch? I said, I don't know, but there's something about what, what, what I feel and what they're talking about there that, you know, opens up my heart a little bit and opens up my mind to maybe Jesus is this person that they're describing as opposed to the one who died on the cross and is just up in heaven and we have no further contact with him. So yeah, yeah. I started going to Valpo Naz, and then Eric again recommended a, a, a group, a men's group there called The Huddle, and there's a guy, Nick Angelis, that you and I know very well, and Nick... Nick was a, a non, non-trained, he was a, a church man, but not a pastor of any kind, and he started running the men's group, and he got a conference room and started this thing called The Huddle, and it was just self-made by him, and it was amazing, and that's, you know, probably the whole reason we're doing this podcast is to describe what happened with Nick during that time, how that changed our lives collectively, and what we've done with it since, so... Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about the huddle, John, where we met? Yeah, that was uh, an eye-opener for me. And it was I was sitting in church every Sunday. You know, I was going to the Nazarene Church because we had just moved from Hammond to the uh, to Valparaiso. And we, we started because we were going to a, a Hammond church with a, a Presbyterian church. We were, you know, I was I was an elder at that church, actually. And uh, we did a lot of service at that church, and it, that got me started in serving uh, and, and, getting, and growing my relationship, opening up my, my Bible and reading and learning and together as a group. We, that's where uh, Bob and I met. Uh, and I don't think we really didn't, we knew each other and we talked to each other, but we really didn't um, strike up a relationship each other. Right. To, yeah, yeah. With, with each other. And, uh, but we grew together in what was presented to us and wow it was uh we went through some movies uh gosh you didn't get to go through that because you came to the huddle afterwards uh but we went through the oh what was the name of that movie bob we were just talking about it the other day uh courageous uh, something about courageous yeah we mm-hmm. went through the, the movie courageous we watched it together and we went through a study of that movie together uh, it was just incredible. It was really incredible. It was a, a big part of the, the huddle. And then we started uh, in the huddle. We also started Fight Club. Well, Fight Club was brought to the huddle. And then that I think that's where you and I started. Um, we started together a little bit more, building a better relationship was at, at the Fight Club, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, the, the, these kind of subjects, you know, the huddle and the fight club and the movies and doing things together as men, uh, you know, Bible studies and whatever we're, we're involved in now, that's what we're going to touch on here in our in our podcast. So we're going to have a different guests from all these different places that uh, where we met Christ and where we grew our relationship 
how they influenced us. And, and I think maybe, well, I, I pray that we have an influence on what you do and how you go about building your relationship with other men, for building your relationship with Christ through other men also. Uh, if you want to, you know, go ahead yeah, and I, uh, speak to that. Yeah, so I, at St. Paul, I got a, you know, to be fair, I went to a thing called Christ Renews His Parish, and it was uh, men who were asked to come, invited to come, and we'd stay overnight and sleep on the sleeping bags in a room, and then there were di- different men who stood up and, and gave a testimony about their lives, and then there was discussion at the discussion tables, and there was a discussion group leader. And I also, uh, I was on the uh, pastoral council there, so I was, you know, part of the council with Father uh, Joe and other parishioners that, you know, we came up with the, the paperwork and the funding funding drive and all for the building of a new school. Uh, the old school was very old, St. Paul School, and this, this attached the school to the church out on the west side of Valparaiso. And so, you know, there were some things I did, you know, uh, along the way that where we opened the Bible a little bit, but it was very rare, and those are the only two occasions out of my whole uh, walk. So coming to the huddle now, as we talk about the huddle, it was the first time where I was invited in, and I was talked to directly about what are men in the church, what's our role, what's our what's our, what is, what is God's purpose for us? And Nick was very direct about that, and he had drawn on the board, you know, he wrote on the board, your, your job, your income, keeping up, you know, what vehicle you drive, how big your house is, keeping up with your friends, uh, gossip, uh, trying to impress, worried about other people's, in, you know, impression of you, all those things. And he said, where do we get all these things? And everyone was like, well, it's what everyone does. It's the, it's the culture. It's, it's our world is telling us. You can be bigger, the more, the better you are, you know, the, the more you have, the, the more powerful you are, and all these things about me, me, and how I can do these things and, you know, and, and gain uh, respect from other men, as it was described by the world, you know, and I thought, well, okay, I mean, he just made that list, and I'm definitely, that's my path, that's where I'm at. And then right. he drew another, he drew a line there, and then he said, let me tell you a little bit about the kingdom men. And he said, the kingdom man is not worried about his finances. He's worried about using those finances to help others. And he's humble. And he is, um, you can tell him not by what he says, but how he speaks and how he acts. And he's not the guy who's trying to impress people with a house. He's not trying to, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, I, I, I didn't hear, I didn't know of a, kingdom man and, and those descriptions or those character characteristics. And then I thought, as I prayed about it, I thought, those are biblically the things that I'm supposed to be. That's probably that big gap in my life, that, that churning in my heart that says there's something missing. And it was the pursuit of God and the understanding that God wanted us to walk this earth and serve others, but he wanted us to follow the walk of Jesus. And um, that kingdom man challenge was really where Nick hooked me. And I thought, boy, I need to know more and more about that. And that's the journey I've been on since. Right. And then he also encouraged us, not just through discussions, but we opened up God's word. And he said, oh, yeah, here's, you know, here's the backup. Here's where the kingdom man is. Different, you know, scriptures. We opened up the Bible and we, we talked and learned from 
from that, from the scripture. Very effectively, he had us read Proverbs, and there's 30, cha- there's 30 uh, chapters in Proverbs. So basically it was one a day for 30 days, and then do it again, and then do it again. So 90 right. days worth of reading Proverbs. On the first, you read the first. On the sixth, you read Proverbs 6. And it's, it's these biblical truths through Solomon that are, you know, God-inspired that help you realize, you know, the, the man who puts his thumb on the scale and the man who, you know, pushes out his neighbor and all these different things that we were doing on the worldly side that are basically not truthfully how we should be living. And the second thing was, listen to some Christian music. Make that be on your dial. Yes. And the Christian songs are all talking about, you know, the beauty of God and the holiness of God and then the, and his, and the Creator Himself and then about Jesus, His Son, and the Holy Spirit and how we can walk and be in Christ and, you know, how our, we can turn it all over to God and turn it all over to Jesus and, and not worry about trying to control our lives. So those were, you know, those were words sung in a song format that were all based on biblical psalms and verses and uh, through the Bible. And again, just opening my eyes and my ears to uh, a different way of living was huge. And right. the huddle focused on that, you know, that was its you know, primary focus. And I met probably... 30 different men uh, through that course, all of whom I still know, even though we go to different churches, and it was just a very bonding bonding thing that, again, men don't usually, you know, other than being like in a, you know, guys going out to a bar or being in some kind of a wine club or whatever you can do socially uh, on the worldly side, you know, this was a chance to know men who are also learning about their faith, like you, and like, you know, many others that are going to be on our show that are going to that realize, boy, we can get together and talk about the Bible ourselves outside of church right. and start living it. Right. And, it, yeah, it's not about uh, just learning. It's about living. It's about living. And, you know, John mentioned the Fight Club. That has nothing to do with men punching each other or attacking <laughs> All right. each other. But it has to do <laughs> yeah. with I guess we fighting. should specify you know, but that. It's funny because I say Fight Club and people are like, huh, Fight Club because of the movie. But Fight Club is, was basically, uh, it, it is, and we'll have, hopefully we'll get uh, Pastor Jim from... Uh, Elkhart, who started it, or Goshen, who started it, but Jim Brown. But the reality is, it's about fighting for our families. It's yep. about men stepping up and fighting for our communities and for our families. And kind of a uh, 12-week course honor system where you can, if you, if you don't do what the assignments are, then you strike out. you got to self-report yourself, and then you don't graduate. So, it's more, it, it's like know, about, it was, it was a, go ahead, Bob. It was a curriculum, is what I wanted to say, and it was an open Facebook page or a closed Facebook page with just men who, after they read something, would share. And when you get men to open up and share and write some things about their lives or their concerns or their families or whatever it might be, um, you know, and then another guy does and another guy does, you realize you can be vulnerable among men, and it makes you stronger, not weaker. Right. And that was a huge learning curve for me, too, on that. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And it kind of taught me spiritual disciplines. Yeah, not just uh, not just. What is spiritual discipline? What do you mean, John? Compare that to how you were living before. Well, I, I think. The, what do you mean? What it, how would you describe it? Yeah, I'm focusing on my prayer life, on my on my reading. Open up my Bible and read. Open up, uh, you know. Well, even it could be fasting. It, you know, that could be a dis- a discipline, a spiritual discipline. Concentrate on kingdom 
issues, not just personal issues and the struggles that I go through with daily, but relying on on Christ and relying that He's going to teach me and guide me, uh, live my life with Him as the uh, number one priority in my life. Put Him first in everything. Yeah, and, and in a lot of ways, first, second, and third, you know, compared to how we had Him before, maybe 23rd or 49th or whatever it was. Right, you know. yep. I've been asked at many men's group, you know, what was, how would you describe your faith life and how you in, interacted with other people in your first 40 years? And I said, you know, in far as faith, I was comfortably numb. I was comfortable that I was doing enough in my faith life. I was going to church, raised my kids in the church, and so I was comfortable with that. And going once a week and hearing a sermon and, you know, Mass was pretty much the same. I could pretty much say it in my head because I'd been to so many. Right. And then, you know, during the week I was numb to, to my obligation, to my opportunity to understand how, you know, the kingdom works and, you know, what we can do in this life to further God's, you know, the, the walk that Jesus started and, and, and God's kingdom. And so, you know, I was numb to that, completely numb to that, had no clue. And so when I'm asked at a men's group to describe it, that, you know, the Pink Floyd song always comes up, I was comfortably numb. Yep. You know, it was my best way to describe it. Right, and, and I just love the, uh, the we were actually, Bob and I were talking about titles for our podcast, and one of the titles that came up was our journey from living comfortably numb to walking in God's amazing grace. And walking in God's amazing grace is uh, so much more fulfilling than being comfortably numb and living comfortably numb, let me tell you. All you right. know, it, it, it's a str- here's what I'm going to say, John, on that. It's a struggle. I mean, it's not a struggle. It's a, it's a longing, and it's a daily walk, and it's a daily discipline, I guess is what I'm trying to get yes. to. So, you know, when we talk about walking in God's amazing grace, there are steps to get there. And then it's something we want to do. It's not something we feel we have to do, and if we don't, we're in trouble, or we, right. you know, we broke a commandment or something. It's basically, it's the encouragement of other men to stay on track and to continue to do what we know we should be doing. And you see that void that I talked about earlier, that thing missing, that itching in our, in our soul that is being scratched by going to these men's groups and, and fulfilling and, and being part of community with other men and sharing. So, you know, that becomes easier because you, when a brother falls off or he's struggling, he comes in and talks about it and we encourage him. And it's happened. Men have encouraged me and I've encouraged other men. And it's a group discussion where we say, Hey, you know, try this, or we understand we were there too. So you don't feel like you're alone in the walk. And that's really, you know, we're talking about huddling up with other men. Um, our big challenge to our podcast listeners is, uh, is now and is always going to be to get involved to seek out and to say yes, you know, Jesus said, follow me. And when someone asks you, come come to this uh, men's group with me, come to this Bible study, join us for a month and see how it works. I, we, we recommend to our podcast listeners, follow that advice, take that chance, leave the comfortable numb life to the extent you're living that and, and go, go, go see what going to a huddle, huddled up group of men who are praying and encouraging other, how that changes your life and your family life and your work life and your, you know, your outlook on, on the future. And, uh, yeah, and even you see a lot more wrong with, you see a lot more wrong with the world, but you don't worry about it because we're, we're trying to not live in the world or worry about how the world lives. We're trying to live how God asks us to live. So, right. God, and God expects us to live this. If we're going to be king, uh, lights for his kingdom, 
what are we yeah. what are we to do and it's not about um, not about a doing checking off a list and doing things because that doesn't get us you know doesn't give us God's grace God's grace is a free gift but uh, we have to we, we have a responsibility to be the light of, of God's kingdom and we have to take that knowledge that we have and what we learn to other men and encourage other men too to in, to uh, to grow his kingdom yeah, we're asking other men to, to have the discipline to pick a men's Bible study once or twice a week over watching TV or going out bowling or some other social worldly event, and yeah. to make it a priority. I mean, I, I for the periods of time, I have something four nights a week um, with different men's groups, and I wouldn't change any of that. That's such an opportunity. Some, some have the same guys at a couple, and some are completely different groups, but... They're all Bible study. They're all God focused. And um, my wife always encouraged me: "Go. You're so much more at peace. You're so much happier. You're so much, you know, more uh, humble and 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 helpful when you're focused on on going to those groups and whatever you guys are talking about or learning." So, right. It's amazing how being involved with other men and in God's Word and learning what He has to teach us, how it is very clear to other people around us when we are in God's Word, when we are involved with other men. It's about uh, you know living your life, like we said. So uh, huddle up, right, 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 Bob? That's it. So, John, can I close this in prayer? Do you have anything else you, you want to add? No, I just want to encourage... Okay. Yeah, um, when, this, when this podcast airs, we're going to try to release a new podcast every Tuesday. We've got it. Uh, I'm going to schedule it to release every Tuesday, so you can uh, tune in. Hopefully, if they get a you know published right away, we can get it tuned in, and uh, every week have a new have a new podcast. We'll uh, check our check the Spotify where we're going to be at, and you're going to check that podcast and look for a description for a new episode that's available. Subscribe to the to yeah. the podcast, please. Dial out the huddle and, and encourage your friends. You know, we're trying to have men who know that they're comfortably numb, that there's something missing, and we're just trying to encourage them to say yes and right. uh, to, to create that discipline in their lives and see where God takes you yep. and uh, how it impacts your your work life and your home life. So, and, and share with right, your John, friends. Pray us out? Yeah, absolutely. Share with your friends and right. uh, encourage that because that's going to actually be your huddle up. Yeah. Yeah, to the extent you're meeting friends and trying to encourage them to attend something you're going to, direct them to our podcast and, and let them hear some testimony and some explanations from other men on our guests that, that can describe the same same experience. So, Right. What's this up, Bob, with Heavenly prayer? Father, Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Um, you put John and I together and all these other men that we're going to have on our show together for a reason, to become kingdom men and try to create examples and live our lives with discipline. Uh, as was described, we want to be lights to the world. We want people to look at our our demeanor, our lifestyle, and our personalities and say, boy, there's something different about them. And we want that to be a positive thing, to encourage other men to move away from the worldly lives. Uh, we described the huddle. May there be a huddle in every man's life, uh, whether it comes through the form that we attended or another. But huddling up is is we see as a key, and we know that you have described that as living in community and how you had the disciples stay with Jesus for that period of time. They were huddled up, and that's how they learned to follow Christ. So 
So we pray that the men listening to this podcast, this will change their perspective and, and maybe make them step out of their comfort zone, maybe get, get uncomfortable, leave their comfortably numb lifestyle and say yes to a men's group, discipline, uh, and time commitment to going ahead and, and trusting it and, and try huddle up, try reading the Proverbs and these other things that we're going to talk about and encourage. So, Lord, we know that you will find the men that you want to hear this message. And not every man that hears this message will follow your lead. Uh, but we're just trying to take what you've taught us and share it because that's our obligation, our opportunity, take it to the ends of the earth. And so bless our podcast, bless the huddle up. It's not about John and I. It's not about uh, we're not trying to boast. We're just being willing to share, testify how your life, how your love and the love of Jesus and the protection of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the Holy Spirit opened our eyes and our ears, uh, made us different men and better men. And so we pray that as the men join, uh, they'll listen to these podcasts, and you'll get the, the the listening group that you think is most appropriate, God. We know that. And as men share this, uh, we hope to become a light and share the light of other men's lives. And uh, we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And thanks, Bob. And thank you all for listening today. Join you back uh, one week from today. See you next time. Thanks, Bob. Thanks to all our listeners out there. Have a good week. God bless you all.